Welcome to Ambition and Grit with Dave Lineker. Today, I have the honor of interviewing a woman I greatly respect and admire. Bernice Flygirl Armour is America's first black woman combat pilot. After serving two tours of duty in Iraq, Flygirl revved up her career in the private sector as an entrepreneur, business consultant, and author of Zero to Breakthrough, the seven-step battle-tested method for accomplishing goals that matter. Her story has been featured on CNN, MSNBC, The View, Fox News, Oprah Winfrey, and I can't wait to introduce her to you today. Give the audience just a brief background of the progression of your career from a young girl with a father in the Marines, and where that took you. This really is one of the foundations in my life which led me to do all that. My parents divorced when I was three. They both got remarried, and I just call them my dad, right, both my dads. But my stepdad was a Marine, three tours Vietnam, was in the Korean War, and my father was in the Army, retired as a major, and... My moms, they also gave me that I don't care what people think mentality. So I feel like I got something from each of my parents, which led to just me being able and willing to be me. From a young age, Bernice knew she wanted to pursue a career in law enforcement. She followed her passion and never let anyone talk her out of her goals. She started following her gut from a young age. So at the age of four, I wanted to be a police officer that rode a horse downtown. Got my very first pony at the age of six. And I was like the Mountain Patrol. And with that vision and desire in mind, graduated from high school. It's time for me to go to college. Here I was, 18, 19 years old, and I wasn't old enough to be a cop yet, but I could join the military. And I looked at it as a strategic advantage, something that could give me a, a leverage or a platform by the time police academy or my age rolled around where I could get in, it would give me an advantage to be an accepted in getting in, right? It would give me an advantage to maybe excelling. It would give me an advantage maybe once I got out on the streets. So I enlisted in the army as a soldier, went through Fort Jackson. The next year, I decided to take that strategic advantage a little further, and I rolled in Army ROTC as an actual cadet at my college and ended up seeing a black woman in a flight suit at career day and um, planted a huge, very strong seed. And because of seeing that woman that day, five minutes, hot summer, 1994, that put me in this moment with you, sharing this very same breath. Bernice had her sights set on becoming a Marine and a pilot. Her father was a Marine, and her grandfather was a Mumford Point Marine, the first African-American recruits for World War II, ending the military's longstanding policy of racial segregation. She knew she wanted to continue her family's legacy, but it wasn't going to be an easy road ahead. I have to say, you don't join the Marines, you become a Marine. I knew I wanted to be a pilot, and I also knew I wanted to go Marine Corps. I could not forget about that woman in the flight suit. So I applied for the Marine Corps. They did not take me the first year. Again, women could only apply once a year. 88% attrition rate. People don't apply again. So I was part of that 12%. I applied the next year. They did not accept me into officer candidate school. 
The third year I applied, they did not accept me into officer candidate school. The fourth year, I earn a spot in officer candidate school. I go through training. December 12th, 1998, I become a leader of Marines. Uh, Then I head down to Pensacola to go through flight school after a brief stint at maybe eight, nine months at the Presidential Helicopter Squadron, HMX-1, right there in Quantico, uh, because I asked them to put me in a squadron while I was waiting for flight school to start up because there was about a year wait time because things had backed up. And again, I knew it was about the strategic advantage. This was competition. This is tests, and and I wanted to fly jets. And you had to be good. You had to be on point. You had to graduate at the top of your class, right? So again, I was looking for any advantage, strategic advantage I could, and I also started taking lessons while I was there. My OIC, officer in charge, he said, look, you're going to go to flight school. You're going to have your share of challenges. You're probably not going to graduate number one in your class or anything like that. But if you go down there, you learn your knowledge, you have a solid head on your shoulder, you're going to do well. What I recommend is you go over there to the flight school on the other side of the airfield and you take some lessons so you can have a little bit of knowledge when you get down there. That's exactly what I did. Went down to flight school, ended up graduating number one in my class and number one out of the last 200 to graduate. I did see him later and told him, sir, you are absolutely right about those lessons. And oh, by the way, I did graduate number one. Bernice's resume is filled with a tremendous list of achievements. She was the first woman of color on the Nashville Police Department's motorcycle squad, Camp Pendleton's female athlete of the year, and two-time title holder in their strongest warrior competition. She was also top of her class at flight school, and most notably, the first black woman combat pilot in the Marines. But one of the most impressive things about her is her unshakably positive attitude. I wanted to know how she dealt with sexism, discrimination, and the other challenges she's faced throughout life. You know, a lot of folks these days are talking about diversity and inclusion and belonging and all these buzzwords and they're not buzzwords for me. They're reality. It's reality. Because I saw that woman, and should it have mattered that I saw a black woman, I mean, I'd, I'd been flying since I was five years old. I'd seen plenty of pilots. Good, bad, right, wrong. It is what it is. I saw her. I got immensely inspired, and I decided to take action and do something about it. And that woman probably doesn't even know I exist, but because of her, I am. And when I, when I think about that, Dave, I think about all the agents and REMAX across the globe because of you, because of what you were willing to stand for, the grit and ambition that, I mean, when you told the story and you talked about those bill collectors calling and your wife said, okay, I'm going to take care of this and you get out there and you do that. And you guys were a team, that grit, that tenacity, that ambition, when all the odds were stacked, Right against you, not for you. I share an example of, you know, walking down the hall and I said, hey, to Joe and Joe locked eyes and he didn't say anything back, kept going. And I felt that moment, a little tension, a little awkwardness, like, I said, you know what? Tension and friction, they they happen even in relationships with people we love. Anything could have been going on with him that day. He might not have liked my haircut or the fact that I ride a motorcycle or the fact that I could bench press more than him (laughs) or... (laughs) Or the fact that I was black, gay, or a woman. But 
The deep part is the moment I took my focus off of why I was there. Lives were at stake. Those Marines and soldiers on the ground. Did I have challenges? Yes. Did I try to dissect those challenges and figure out, is it because I'm black or is it because I'm a rookie pilot? No, I wasn't trying to distinguish all of that. I tried to stay focused on my task at hand, be the best, absolute best pilot I could be to save those lives on the ground. And when I did encounter tough situations, I leaned on my family, my friends, my support network, and I had to remember my why. Why was I going through hell? Why was I putting up with all of that? Number one, again, the Marines and soldiers on the ground, right? My brothers and sisters at arms. And number two, I wanted to be the best pilot I could be, no matter what anybody else thought. And it was a roller coaster without wheels. It was amazing. So for those that are listening to the sound of my voice, when you find yourself stuck, you find yourself in that tough moment, and you're trying to figure out, why am I here and what am I doing? Just plug back into that why. Whether it's your family, church, your community, whatever that is for you, plug back into that why, that passion, that fire, and turn those obstacles into opportunities. Success takes courage and consistency. You have to keep your sense of purpose and the mission top of mind. The experience we both shared in the military help produce the grit and determination to overcome any business obstacles we face. Here are some helpful lessons from Bernice that apply no matter what stage of business you are in. Navigating, executing, flexing, and adapting in the midst of combat, in the midst of chaos. And when you look at business, there are absolutely going to be times that you're on the battlefield of business, right? And it's going to be chaotic. There's going to be the fog of war. It's going to be crazy, whether it's from the current administration, the current economic climate, war, COVID, inflation, interest rates. I mean, the list will go on and on and on. There is always something that's going to impact business. And when it's a hard time for some businesses, it's a great time for other businesses, right? So it just depends on the business you're in and how you adapt and flex in those moments. So I know the mentality of what's the opportunity here? Where's the opportunity in the midst of the chaos and the craziness? That has absolutely transferred for me into this new realm of business and leadership in business. Your people are dependent on you. So having the ability to stay calm and to focus like a finely tuned laser burning through steel, because I could explode like a grenade, right? But how do you bring that energy, focus it like a finely tuned laser burning through steel and lead your people through? I was fascinated on one of your combat actions and it's a lengthy story, obviously. It takes about yeah. 15 minutes, so we won't go into it today. But basically, you were virtually out of ammunition. You had a group of Marines that were pinned down, desperate for help. You were out of fuel. You were at the bingo point of one more pass. Maybe I don't get back to the base. And your fellow soldiers 
were being overrun and you did not leave them and you succeeded in saving their lives. A very last ditch effort, totally selfless, combat vet to combat vet. I understand where you come from. I am incredibly proud to know you. Not everyone will have the opportunity to serve our great nation like we have. And when you look around today, there, there are just so many things going on. And we're literally on the battlefield of life. So yeah. stepping up with that leadership and that guidance, it's just an honor to be here. Courage comes from confidence and confidence comes from experience. I've had many people in my career that look at the tremendous challenges we overcame at Remax, and they said, were you afraid? Were you losing your confidence? Did you think you could handle it? And I said, compared to combat, business is a walk in the park. <laughs> Once you I would agree, agree on, with you. Being shot at a few times. That's right. Just somebody hollering at you in the audience. That doesn't, rat doesn't rattle me at all. I love this quote of yours. Each day, you have a chance of how you will live. Will you take the leap? Will you brave the unbeaten path? Will you dare to do what you've always dreamed? A life well lived is one where you make the gutsy move. What does being gutsy mean to you? In your gut, you know it's right. It takes guts to do it, but you got to take action. That's the catch, right? In your gut, you know it's right. It takes guts to do it. But if you don't take action, it wasn't a gutsy move. <laughs> it was just a gutsy thought. And gutsy thoughts don't get us anywhere. I mean, what if you had thought about franchising? What if you had thought about going into real estate? It's, it's the taking the action. And being gutsy is not just some haphazard, willy-nilly, let me go out there. It's calculated. It's thought about. We've heard people use it, right? Oh, man, that dude had guts. Not that, oh, that dude was crazy. No, he had guts. It was something worth going for. So is it a risk? Yeah, there's an inherent risk if something was gutsy because you had something to lose, probably a lot to lose if they're calling it gutsy, right? So every day you can make small gutsy moves. And the gutsy moves, maybe something huge isn't at risk besides your ego and trying something and, and maybe getting rejection and then you try it again and a little more rejection and you try it again and boom, you got the breakthrough, right? So it's making those uncomfortable moves, being willing to be uncomfortable to make it through the sticking point, what I call the gutsy gap, right? If you're at this peak and you're trying to get to this higher peak over there and there's this valley right here, you gotta, you gotta get over that gutsy gap. And, and what are you filling that gap in with? It's going to be hard work. And it takes a lot of grit, tenacity, and ambition to get from one peak to the next. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you would like to keep up with Vernice's work, you can follow her on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Vernice Flygirl Armor. You can email her for speaking engagements at flygirl at verniceArmor.com. And you can get her free download, The Gutsy Move, at her website, verniceArmor.com. Until next time, remember, everything in life worth having 
takes a little ambition and growth.